Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Are you talking to yourself or is this from some Godfather. movie I've never seen? Oh, okay. Sorry. Have you seen The Godfather, yeah, uh, I hope? Uh, once or twice. It's Mike Shope. I did not see it until my 30s, but then I became obsessed with it. And The Bulldog. I've never been obsessed with it, so I don't know it well enough to have Ooh. picked up on that. I did not care for The Godfather. What? Did not care for The Godfather. I, I don't think it's a movie where it's like, oh, it's good. Godfather, yeah, I saw that. It was good. It was good. The Godfather, I saw that. I liked it. Like that. That's just right. You didn't really see I, it. I'm not. No, I, I'm not in the way of it being an all-time great. I never got obsessed with it. Explain yourself. What didn't it, you like about it? It insists upon itself. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. It's not personal. It's strictly business. On WGR Sports Radio 550. All right. Speaking of movies, go on. Ready? Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the movie Dave? Kevin Klein? Yes, correct. Kevin Klein. That might be the only thing I know about the movie Dave. I, it might be the last movie I've seen, actually. Uh, Dave. Early 90s. I love that movie, Dave. Okay. He looks like the president. Okay. The president dies suddenly, and somebody notices him at a doing an impression or at a rally or something and they just very secretly they don't want make pe- him the president they don't want people to know that the actual president has passed away that's right so they have him pose yeah okay I well, think or I've he's in a coma this, but it didn't okay he's in a coma for a while yeah. doing something he shouldn't have been doing yeah and so they had to keep it a secret so they bring out they find this dave yeah. who looks like him it's actually the same actor Kevin Klein also plays the real president, Trick- so he looks a lot like him. Tricky. He looks a lot like him. Remember yeah. my dad? Like, I don't think they look alike at all. No, no, it's the same guy. It's Kevin Klein. They're, yeah. both, they're both Kevin Klein. Right. So I, I made that part up. He becomes like kind of he's the president, and they don't want him to do anything. Right. He's not Quark, really right. the president. Sure. He's, Frank Langella, for one, he's is a stunt, he's a stunt double for the yes, president, basically. Yeah. Frank Langella is sort of like the uh, John Ehrlichman of the administration, uh-huh. if you will. And he doesn't want this, Dave, anywhere near any important decisions. You're just here. You're a show pony. We're just going to you know, wave to the people from far away so they can't tell that it's not really All the, right. the real president. But Dave does not settle for that. He's like, no, no, no. If I'm going to do this, let me do some good. Right? How's that Very go? altruistic. I, and then hijinks ensue? He brings in Charles Grodin, who was his old his buddy. Okay. But he's good with math. He's good with numbers, budgets. All right. He brings in Charles. They get pizza or something, and Charles Grodin is in the Oval Office with with Kevin Klein, with Dave, President Dave. 
and fake President Dave. Yeah. And he's like, take a look at, here's the budget. Take a look at the budget. Like, what, what, what do you think? What can we do here? Let's actually see if we can do this, right? Yeah. The hard, hard, number, hard decisions. Mm-hmm. They want to cut school money, Oof. education. But no, that helps people. Let's cut. You, you don't really need that that factory in uh, Rhode Island, do you? Let's take that money. Sorry, I mean let's let's, let's try to help people here. Let's try mm-hmm. to and the, the the like the cabinet. They don't know. They, he's so much. He so much resembles. The, they don't realize that it's not the real president that, he, that is talking to them. Okay. They think like, what happened to this guy? So he the, was the, he was ruthless. The cover extends to other arms of government it's like the inner circle the white house maybe that th- those are the only people who know oh, only about a, fake dave a very small number of people know that it's fake, fake president, fake president. It's real dave fake president yeah right yeah gotcha so like what happened to the other guy he's ruthless he totally would have cut the school funding mm-hmm. but this what happened overnight suddenly he just wants to do good things for people mm-hmm. it's very weird sounds so, very unpolitician like uh, doesn't it so charles groden shows up times really changed yeah. Charles Grodin shows up and together, like, sort of helps, gives Dave some ideas, you know, for the budget, and voila, they actually do it. They have a balanced bipartisanship, mm. abounds here. Wow. They actually balance the budget. And I'll stop at this. <laughs> what a work of fiction I, this is. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know he has died, but I would love Charles Grodin to take a look at the, the Bill's spot track. <laughs> page there we are. because there it because <laughs> it's it it's not it's not good it's complicated it's yeah. bad even <laughs> yeah it's bad yeah something's getting cut lots of things are getting cut i think from the bills uh spot track from the roster i don't know you um guided me to an article that is it mike janitti who wrote it yes like, on the site yeah he wrote about the each division and each team uh, what they can do to fix their right. help fix their some, cap some problems. ideas to yeah like free up cap money yeah um, yeah you know releases extensions uh, conversion of bonuses to base salary or the reverse of that I think is how that works base salary to bonuses um, and yeah you can you can there's you know there is um, definitely an element of just okay, I'm going to just keep going, just push it, push it. And like the Bills have been very much in that mode for the last couple of years, I would say. Um, and there are still opportunities to do that. But, for instance, like you're, you're at a point now where I think you probably would be maybe more inclined, as harsh as this might sound, to release Tredavious White than do that with his contract again. Well, that's one um, idea that's on here. Right. Um, Diggs, I don't think there's much benefit to releasing or trading him, but I don't either want to do anything that pushes this into the future more, uh, because we're already at a point where it might be a problem and he's not going to get any younger, obviously. And that, that's just, I think I want to just start lumping, just living with the, the, the cap hit as it is until it's tenable to divorce. You don't want to touch his contract. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I hope they don't. I, I wouldn't want to. Um, I'm not an expert in this stuff, but it just feels like they're already at a point where, like I've already said, where it's untenable to get out from under, <clears throat> and I don't want to make that the case a year or two years from now. 
There is, according to Spotrac, it's called he calls it a potential out, which would be after the 2024 season, so in a year, where your dead cap number declines from 31 million, which is what it would be this year, to 22. So it's a yeah a, a bit better, if not a lot better, nine million bucks. Um, I agree. I agree. I don't want Diggs traded. I don't want him cut. I don't want like he to be because you know usually when it comes to like sort of pushing off uh, debt, push pushing off contracts to try to you know keep renegotiate restructure is the word um, in football. You know every one of those. I don't want to take every one of them so seriously when that happens, but it just feels like uh oh to me. And, you know, we talked to Sal about this the other day, maybe last week, and he had some of these same ideas, you know, with Dawkins um, and and Douglas, you know, ways where you can, well, Dawkins in particular, um, extending him, this is Douglas too, or Douglas too, I guess, Mm -hmm. extending them to create a different cap number, but you know that you have them on the team for longer, is that something you want to do? You know, in his case, and in Douglas's case, I'd probably say yes, Uh, so that isn't all bad, to say the least, right? right? right. But a lot of these kind of moves do kind of feel like, well, I don't understand all of it. I'm Dave. I'm not Charles (laughs) Grodin. I would have to call somebody uh, to explain it to me. But I do kind of feel like, you know, the Bills are in a point now where a little bit of that must is probably necessary to get them to a a, a livable place. Yeah. and I think, you know, those are two players that they would probably want to keep. Who, uh, who knows, though? I, I would think Dawkins, Douglas, Taron Johnson is another one that's on this list that you're referring to uh, from Mike Janity and Spotrack. Um, you know, extending uh, him him and Douglas um, and Dawkins. Those, three, those are three ideas that, <clears throat> to me, like, Dawkins isn't exactly young, but... I don't feel like he's Diggs either. Like he, to me, the 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 drop off isn't so imminent. In fact, maybe he had his best year ever this past year. Uh, so you know, kick the can down the road on a guy like him. Johnson qualifies. Douglas, I think as well. He's a little bit older, um, <clears throat> but I, I think they they have value to the team right now as important players. And should that should hold up for at least a couple of seasons, and that's all I'm really looking to do is buy, you know, a, a couple of years, and hopefully, you know, they don't all come up again at the same time. Like I think you want to try to space these out so that you're not in a situation like like the Bills are in right now. My God, I was listening to Tasker and Brownie on the way in, and I, you know, we know this. I know this. I know the contracts that are up, but their defensive line right now is. Like it's Ed Oliver, Kingsley, Jonathan Von Miller, and Gregory Rousseau. Like that's it. That's who's under contract. Everybody else is a free agent. There are and, eight free agents yeah. on the defensive line. And I don't know what, what you should be counting on for Von Miller at this point. So that like that's almost like a half a guy, I feel like, at this point. Uh it's not really tenable to move on him, I don't think. Uh either way, I would say, like kicking the can down the road nor removing him. I, I just I don't think that makes sense right now. So they've got a lot of work to do to sort of figure all of that out. Well, is this a good question? The The fact that so many, let's just keep it on the defensive line, that so many of these guys were left for their contracts to expire after 
2023. Thinking of Daquan Jones, Epinesa, maybe like as the top two for this. What does what might that mean for what kind of the overall vision has been for the Bills? Like, wouldn't wouldn't Daquan Jones after a season that ended where maybe like the number one reason people said the Bills lost was because he was injured? So wouldn't he then? He's older, but be somebody mm-hmm. that. And and maybe this is the, what we're talking about, and I probably might sound naive here, but maybe these would be the kind of moves where you give yourself more breathing room. Again, this past year, I guess they only they needed only as much as they had, but Daquan Jones, Epinesa, two or three year extension. That you know what it does for your cap going forward. That might be the answer. I'm trying to just figure it out out loud here, like. They're already in such a hole. Why not be more proactive on some guys like going back to even last last yeah, off season? Maybe, but I think I just like I said, I think the answer might be they couldn't afford to be in a bigger hole right. than they're in. Yeah, they they might I, I would I would guess if they value either of those guys, and to to some extent I'm 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 confident that they do, but what what is the expectation for either player should they get through this season healthy, which they both did, and hit the open market versus what the Bills might have been willing to do back in, like, I don't know, last May or August or even in October? And so you, you got to have, like, I don't think the Bills would go to top of market contract extensions for either one of those guys, knowing what they're heading into this offseason financially. They, even Epinesa? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's young and. I mean, he's, it's not like he's piled up numbers, but I feel like that might be the guy this this offseason that if and when he does hit the market, like it, it seems he will, a lot of us are like, wait a minute, who, somebody paid him what? <laughs> he's, he's like, you know, because everybody on the defensive line here is pretty much a rotational player. Uh, so there isn't, you know, a, like a king dog there. I mean, Oliver's gotten paid. Miller's obviously gotten paid. Um, like Russo outranks Epinesa, but either way, that they just would have to have been cooperative about it. And I, I don't know that a guy in that position would, would should be. You know, like they got to consider what their options are going to be. And I think the Bills might be in a spot where, as much as they love, jo- I, let's stay on Daquan Jones. Like he came here as sort of one of the guys that were just in the mix. When they brought in Settle and brought Jordan Phillips back, and forgive me if I'm forgetting a name, but Daquan Jones, and it was all just sort of, you know, journeyman type guys, and Jones flourished. So, what are the Bills most likely to need to do? Would they like to keep the player? Sure, but they also might feel like because they've committed to Ed Oliver and they're in the hole financially they are, that they have to go find another Daquan Jones. You gotta find another guy that isn't recognized as you know top of the class yet. Sign him and hope that he flashes and smashes the way Jones did. Because I don't think they can afford to pay another defensive tackle whatever the going rate is going to be. And I've not looked at what Jones's projected contract might be on the open market, but I'll bet it's over ten million dollars a year. And I don't think the Bills are in a position to do that. So they're, they're kind of stuck. Like, I, I think you sort of you got there yourself. Like, why not, you know, see this coming? I think it was just, we know the train's coming. We can't do anything about it at this point. Hmm. Yeah, I don't wonder if, if he gets that much. 32, it's a bad injury. He came back from it. He's been good. 
Epinesa, no sacks after the Denver game, and hardly any tackles. I mean, uh, he, he had some big impact plays in the first half of the season, and then yeah. not much, playoffs included. Ryan is with us. Hi, Ryan. Hey, guys. Um, just wanted to chime in, because Bulldog, you just mentioned – um, you know, you probably wouldn't want all these things to be happening in the same year because that would be a huge cap hit. And I sort of look at it a little bit differently. I mean, if I'm if I'm the Bills looking at Allen with about you know potentially six seven years left of uh, being uh, the player he is, I would I would rather just kind of rip the bandaid off one year and then have you know the next five six years after that with plenty of space as of always being towards the bottom and always kind of have to pinch while other guys other teams um are able to make the big moves well i wonder if that won't be this year like that's that's part of the point that's why i'm saying like i don't want to touch Diggs's contract i wouldn't want to go near von miller's contract as a way to free up money for this year like i'm just gonna have to live with what i've got there and do some other things that can give them some operating space but i don't think that there's a ready-made replacement showing up for many of the guys that are leaving. They're going to have to be dra- draft picks and like young, unproven guys. I think is is what you're looking at. So that that might actually be where they end up this year. So like I don't know. I'm talking a lot here about something I'm not an expert in. Of course, need it be said. Well, it makes show, um, this show very different from usual shows. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm confusing you, but I I, I think. Rip the Band-Aid off might be where they are. That's why I'm saying what I'm saying about Daquan Jones. Why not sign Daquan Jones last offseason? Because you don't want to have him at a big cap number moving forward knowing that the rain was going to come. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Yeah, well, you, you sound like you're both on the same page there, uh, mostly. It's going to be very interesting. You know, I'm looking at you and I talked earlier, Bulldogs in the studio today, and I'm like, I'm looking at the spot track page. The guys that look like they'd be like sort of the best in terms of savings are players that are like core guys. Taron Johnson and Morse are guys that just if you moved on from them to save cap room, those are hard guys to replace. Um, whereas, due respect, a Knox, um, you don't have any sort of cap savings. Really, it's a twenty million dollar dead cap number if you moved on from Knox, it seems like the better move would be to try to, the spot track suggested this in that other article, like sort of rework him. Right. Um, void years coming up, whatnot, but just the, the wrong guys, I think kind of look like they're ones that are in position where you'd save the most cap money. You know, um, Dawkins, Douglas and Taron Johnson, financially, it seems the call is to extend them. Which, you know, you'd have to want to do, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Dawkins is up after next year, so you'd probably want to do that. Anyway, Douglas, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Um, Johnson, probably, maybe. Like you'd ha- that's, that's the question there is sort of mm-hmm. the, the commitment to the guys in future years. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's just not pretty. No, it's just not pretty. Ghastly is a word that might that might be fitting. Like Von Miller, can you do anything? I don't think so. I I and I and I haven't looked at it in depth, and I'm not even sure if I would be able to interpret it correctly. But I know when he signed right away, 
it was, yeah, six years, it's really three. Like after three, they, and now I don't know that they've done anything even last offseason to change that. Uh, Spotrack probably has that information. Like they keep a, a history of reworkings and stuff. Um, but originally the Miller contract was whatever it was, you know, six for 120. It's really three for whatever. I don't 60 or 60, whatever it was, whatever the number was. Um, so I think after next year, if they haven't fiddled with it already, it's a little more reasonable to make a move on. I don't think it, that's the case this off season as much as we, we might wish it were. 14 unrestricted free agents on defense alone. They do have two fifth-round picks and three sixth-round picks, however. Day three, they'll be be busy. (laughs) They do like trading up. Uh, A couple times they've traded, I think, a fourth to move up, like two spots. They did that for Kincaid. They did that for Elam, too. They traded up. They leapfrogged somebody for Elam and for Kincaid, uh, which has cost them one pick. Well, every offseason is interesting. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Actually, with the bills having been so good, kind of the off-seasons have generally been... I mean, here comes the NFL draft. Do they need anything, guys? I mean, is there some <laughs> right. is there some hole that I don't see here? That's two years ago or even three years ago. But <laughs> this year, and in terms of the draft, the, the, the big one is with all these free agents on defense, whether the Bills would feel just how much pressure they would feel to use a high pick, mm-hmm. their their first round pick on a on a defensive stud, which I think the fans would hate. But, you know, they have done that a lot, and with all these guys leaving, or not all of them will leave, but most. They have as, as many holes as they've had during this run going back to, you know, whatever, however far back you want to go, nineteen twenty, whatever it is. This is the year. And so, yeah, I think you can think about the draft, and <laughs> this this is probably a lot to ask, but – you're probably in a situation where you better come out of the draft at least with a starting wide receiver and one starting safety. 
I, I think looking at the, that, not knowing who they might be able to attract at a bargain price in free agency and and all that. I mean that that comes first. I know, but I mean if if they move on from Poyer, Hyde's contract is up. That definitely sounds to me like it's over. Um, so they need I know and Taylor Rapp's a free agent on top of that too. So and Cam Lewis, <laughs> you've just it's like everywhere you look, it's I need guys. Now, some of those players, maybe Rapp and Lewis, will be affordable to keep, uh, perhaps. And so maybe that's an answer, but, I mean, do you want to settle for that as your safety tandem? I mean, I don't know. It might be warranted to to use your second or third round pick on a player you think can step in and start for you as a rookie at safety. We do have a guest coming up later today who has been grinding at the Senior Bowl this week, Cody Carpentier. We'll talk to Cody about safety, but wide receiver. Wide receiver could probably take the whole... 22 minutes with what the Bills roster looks like and how it seems wide receiver is just so deep and loaded this year. That's in a little while. Joe Ostrowski next. We'll talk Super Bowl and what's going on in the BetQL daily world. Thanks for being with us. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog. This is WGR. What he did with the Cowboys defense, save for the last game, really impressive this year, but so much of this is about leadership It is about pairing a first-time GM with a veteran head coach. That is what Washington gets. Now, the Cowboys have an opening at defensive coordinator. I would also expect his colleague Steve Weish mentioned Joe Witt to go with Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator. He's currently Cowboys secondary coach, but now a new opening in Dallas as well. How would you feel, Washington? Ugh, all caps. Utterly unenthused. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> under all, all U words. Underwhelmed. If that's another, a word. Another. It is. <laughs> all, all U words. All the U words are coming out. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog. That is Ian Rappaport. The final NFL head coaching vacancy has been filled. Washington gets Dan Quinn. <laughs> how about also other than the last game? How was the play, Mrs. Lincoln? I mean, other than, other than the last game, right. the two seed in the playoffs, they get absolutely stomped by a seven that had never won a playoff game. Uh, how about that defense? On the line now, the host of BetQL Daily, Odyssey Sports betting insider Joe Ostrowski. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app, and be sure to check out the BetQL Daily podcast. For more of Joe's analysis, just search BetQL wherever you find your podcasts. Was there any betting uh, in your realm, Joe, on the coaching vacancies? Like, is that something you get action on? Not recently. No, I, I didn't do anything personally. I was just following along with the markets, and uh, they seemed a little slow at what was going on, uh, like the movement with Belichick. But I ask you guys, after seeing this, this last hire, the cycle's over, is Sean McDermott the, the best defensive-minded, at least with that background, coaching the NFL, he has to be, right? Like It's not a long list. Well, um, I don't know. Like, McDonald, off to Seattle, seems to be everybody's new uh, crush. Right. So, and I agree with Seattle that to sit, you take McDonald over Quinn, right? That seem, seems like, I like that what too. it came down to. Yeah. I just would be, like, you might have heard us talking. I would, if I'm Washington, a Washington fan, be like, oh, great. Sure. Perfect. I want to pair my rookie GM, who I think came from basketball, with Dan Quinn. Like, who's in charge? I would have who's in charge questions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm and not, I'm, I and I'm drafting a 
rookie quarterback and yeah, you know, like I mean, what maybe it's not not oh not, Washington, yes, yeah, not where you want to be starting with. Uh, I, I would say not ideal, but yeah, I mean, it, it, but yeah, McDonald is um, everybody's excited about that, and he smashed in Baltimore, but we don't know what kind of head coach he's going to be. So as guy, as far as guys that have the job currently. Like I don't know who's proven more than McDermott. I mean, his his record is excellent. I mean, we know what the playoffs have looked like um, at at the end here. They've also won playoff games every year except for the first year they made it in nineteen. Right? They've managed to win at least a game. Um, you know, part of that is because they've had to play that first game and never had the one and got the bye. But nonetheless, um, yeah, he might be at the top of the heap of of that group just on you know standing alone right now with Tomlin. I guess it's in this cycle, it feels like maybe because of what happened this year, I don't know if it's an overreaction, but teams aren't as hesitant as they were, I'd say, in the last few years to go with a defensive-minded coach. I think Campbell not having any play-calling experience at all, Mm D'Amico Ryan's success in Houston probably play a, a part in that. Right, like get, just get mm-hmm. the right guy, and yeah, if I've got to replace an offensive coordinator every couple of years because we hit it and, it and it goes really well, and that guy just grows out of the job, uh, so be it. But let's make sure we get this nailed down. I think Campbell is probably the poster on the poster for that I, I, process. I think also, I think it's just sort of a little bit how the dominoes fell. Like you had every team has turned over offensive coordinator in two years, so you have what? Some of these guys will not have much experience. You know, what happened with Biennemi, who was always a name in searches, and then he just sort of got washed out with Washington. Um, and Ben Johnson said no, right? Yeah. Like, he gets hired if he right. wants to be. So, um, but Isn't it, that the most shocking part? Ben Johnson doesn't have a job. Belichick doesn't have a job. Mike Vrabel doesn't have a job. Right. Well, Johnson has a job. He kept his job. But, right. yeah, he didn't get right. head coaching. Yeah. But he, by his choice, I don't know what Vrabel and Belichick were doing, um, <laughs> you know, how hard they were leaning into wanting a job. Um, Vrabel is more stunning to me than Belichick, right. I, I would say. Like, he's proven good. Belichick isn't not proven good, but just with his age and recent right. recent lack of success. It's a Band-Aid. Yeah. Well, Joe, uh, the Super Bowl is still more than a week away, but... Always fun to talk props and just trends with this game. Um, since anyway, like the dust settled after the matchup was set, I haven't seen too much in the way of movement here. How would you read like Super Bowl lines? Is this still something where you might expect a move toward Kansas City? It's San Francisco minus two as I look at it now. Well, yeah. So there has been movement. Maybe you know, in in my world, I think it's a bigger deal than it is, but. So Sunday night, championships uh, night, they posted at two and a half, San Francisco minus two and a half. And there was just so many people that were surprised by that. And for, I'd say, a period of 48 hours, I couldn't find a soul that would say, I'm taking San Francisco, no doubt about it. Everybody was on Kansas City. It felt like, obviously, the early public money for sure, and that's going to continue on the KC side. And then early, sharpish money on the KC side as well, because I couldn't hear anybody saying San Francisco is a side. And I get that. Like You're betting on Mahomes over Purdy. Coaching-wise, you would you would go with Reed. How about the D.C. coaching as well with the Chiefs and what that passing defense has been able to do? Like You seem to have advantages across the board. And for me early on, it just comes down to what are you valuing more? 
are you valuing our current form, uh, the guy that you don't want to go against in that big moment in Mahomes, or are you valuing the larger sample but not as important of the regular season? Because throughout the entire year, San Francisco was pretty much favored to be your Super Bowl champion. And over the last few days, some of these big money bets that have been publicized out in Vegas say six, seven figure bets. It's been San Francisco money line, 100K here on San Francisco. So the feeling now is that, okay, some of the more respected money, the larger money is on the San Francisco side. It, it came down to one. And now, sitting here on the first Thursday, some spots have gone back to two and a half. So I, I think there's going to be that battle over the next 10, 10 days, and it's going to stay under that field goal. How do you feel about it right now? It's really hard to go against Kansas City. Here we go. Well, <laughs> Remember last week's it's, conversation? It's, <laughs> that, that's where I'm at right now. It is really difficult. I want to make my strong case for San Francisco, but there's – they really struggled against teams that they were not supposed to struggle against. And the defense is not trending in, in the right direction as far as I'm concerned. And in recent memory, we've seen a four-interception Purdy game going, going up against Spags. So that's the dicey part. That's mm-hmm. where I'm at. And for the first time in his career, it is now the third straight game that Patrick Mahomes is an underdog and I'm a little surprised because after those first couple days, it's like, boy, boy, with all the momentum, this thing might just go down to a pick and then, and then we got that pushback. I loved the Ravens last week. I think I love the Niners here. Love them. Okay. I, I just like, well, I mean, how, how am I doing? But uh, <laughs> I, I just, how many times are we going to do this? I, I, I just want Mahomes I, against them again. Since I'm not betting real money, like yeah. I mean. I'm sort of imaginarily martingaling it. Oh, I lost? Okay, I'm back. I am back. <laughs> San Fran. Because uh, now everybody's going to make that the point you said is just prevalent, how Mahomes is an underdog, right? I mean, his record just is amazing. But um, th- I like how San Francisco feels from a betting standpoint because they have held up as a favorite, at least so far. I feel like that because it's sort of knee-jerk to the Chiefs with also how the Niners have looked. All those kinds of things make me think San Francisco is the right side. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're right, again. but it's also, it's just, it's difficult. Uh, let's update that number. 10-1-1 against the spread as an underdog for Mahomes. 10-1-1 straight up. 9-3 and three when he's an the, underdog in a game. Yeah. The losses to the Bills, which we're all celebrating around here every day. We're, we're celebrating uh-huh. the Bills one time beating Mahomes when they were favored right. to beat them and they covered. Now, the, the number is obviously much lower than it was the, the other two games, but the Niners have won, but they haven't covered either of those, right? They, they nope. Those games were both closer. They were like seven-point favorites in both of those games, weren't they? Close Correct. to it? Yeah. Correct. Yep, exactly what happened. And Dan Campbell did Dan Campbell things <laughs> last Sunday. But yeah, no, it it's been disappointing. Like if you're a numbers guy, San Francisco's been the team all year, and now they've looked a, a bit vulnerable over these uh, over these last couple of games. And and also people are down on Wilkes too. So you got Mahomes against Wilkes, uh, that whole angle. So yeah, but it, it's what do you value more, the larger sample size or the more recent smaller sample size? And with that, you get the best quarterback. With Joe Ostrowski here on WGR, uh, is there MVP value? Bulldog, you back to Bosa for this game four <laughs> years later? Is there, I mean, yeah. it's, it's Mahomes, obviously, this would be three 
if he wins MVP. That's pretty yeah. high company. Um, Kelsey, maybe with the playoff he's had, he's got to be live for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think, I don't know, Joe, does this hold water for you? With Mahomes winning last year, the MVP I'm talking about, mm-hmm. I think maybe it's easier to vote for someone else if the Chiefs have a game like they had. Like Kelsey would have won the MVP Sunday. Right, I mean, he would have won if that were the if that were the Super Bowl. He would have won for for that performance. What about the San Francisco game? Uh, who would be the MVP? McCaffrey, I think McCaffrey, I think. And he would be. I don't know if he's the favorite over Purdy. Quarterbacks win this, but he's definitely. I don't know if there's value in McCaffrey. Do you think so? So McCaffrey is the third favorite. It's the interesting part to me is the favorite for the Super Bowl MVP. Of course, it's Mahomes, but it's the quarterback that's the underdog in this game. Right. It's you know plus one twenty five right. BetMGM. Right. right? Uh, the second favorite is the quarterback of the favorite um, in Purdy at plus two twenty. I know there was a a monster bet. I believe it was yesterday. Someone bet two hundred thousand on Purdy to be the Super Bowl MVP, wow. but. If I'm choosing on the San Francisco side, and by the way, I don't know if I mentioned it last week. I have I have a Bosa bet in from a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. at 100 to one. So nice. Yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking eh, we'll see. Probably wasted money, but you know, McCaffrey's odds are double Purdy, and with the touchdown records, and he's going to be the offensive player of the year. Like it's tough. He just gets two touchdowns per game for a living. Like I think of the stat line that Purdy would have to get to to win that award. I don't think the voters want to give it to Purdy. So I, I if I, if I'm choosing, I just go with CMC all all day. I love that. And the matchup's great. The Ravens don't know this, but the the matchup, uh, you know, running the ball yes. against them is great. Right. So right. I like yeah. it. And you know, on the Kelsey thing, what I find to be an interesting angle and his numbers come down a little bit it was uh 20 to 1 after the game highest i see is 17 to 1 i i hate it too if you're thinking i'm sick of it i hate it too but 20 percent of the vote is fans is he not running away with that portion no matter what i didn't know that yeah i didn't know that either that that how long has it been has it always been that way think that's recent okay wow and he's 17 to 1 This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Wow. Yeah, and he's had an amazing playoffs, which is right. going to be on people. Of course, as well. and and yeah, I mean, I don't know how. Are you are you making a connection here because he's got a famous girlfriend, and those fans might be inclined to vote for him for that? Like, how likely are Taylor? Well, <laughs> those votes well, are in. I, I know, but how <laughs> are Taylor Swift fans like getting online and voting for the MVP of the Super Bowl? Oh, like, they are like, so online, like you would or I would. Like, I, I don't know. Like, may, maybe, maybe they are. Um, then, yeah. then that's then yeah, that's a lot. I mean, they are right now <laughs> building structures where these people are getting together to talk about how to do it and just what <laughs> what's our coordinated efforts. I, I think yes. Well, you know, we had the exact same question. Are they are they going online and doing this? They're talking about this on the show, and it's like. Yes, they are. It's Chiefs lose the game. They're voting for Kelsey. They don't care. You right. know who's not voting for this? Us. Right. I didn't even the guys know you that are there no matter what. I, yeah, I never. I. This is the first <laughs> time I've ever heard that there's a fan element to the Super Bowl MVP yes. voting. Uh, me too. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. I remember when Trubisky won the Nickelodeon. A VP for that playoff oh. game against the Saints. Can't take it away so. from him, Joe, as much as you want to <laughs> try. It's on <laughs> Pro Football Reference. If you look him up, yes. it's going to say MVP winner. It does. So are there yes, any are there any other at this, you know, recognizing the game is still more than a week out. Uh, we were talking with uh, with our bud Trista Crick uh, earlier mm-hmm. this week. Like the prop stuff, like, you know, player stats, that there can be value because that might increase as the week as the game creeps closer. Is there anything that you're noticing now that looks like value that you might want to get on that is likely to change between now and, like, next Friday? Yeah, absolutely. I uh, let's. We were just talking about Kelsey. And his chances for an MVP right now, the receiving yards for Kelsey is at 69 and a half. And the role that he's been on, we just saw a 116 game from him, that two touchdown game that you guys remember, 75 there. I uh, had 71 against Miami. He, he's Mahomes is going to the guys that he trusts. It's Rice and it's Kelsey. And so I think. Next week, that's probably mid-70s is my guess mm-hmm. as we get closer to it. So over 69 and a half, I like that. I was surprised after uh, the big NFC Championship game that he had to see that Debo for an anytime touchdown via the air or ground is plus 175. That, that screams value uh, to me. Most red zone targets on the team this season, more than McCaffrey, possibility of a rush down there. So Debo, I thought that that was pretty good. That number is probably going to come down. I don't understand why Ayuk has a shorter number than that. So plus one seventy five, um, that was a pretty good number mm-hmm. to me. Uh, you know, both sides. The rushing is going to be really interesting because both teams have a weak rushing defense. Yes, uh, I, I could see Pacheco. He's minus one twenty five for an anytime touchdown. That's a good look. And two days ago, when I checked, it was sixty seven and a half for Pacheco in rushing yards and. You know, there's that possibility. Maybe KC is playing from out and 
out in front. Uh, Purdy's been getting a lot of rush attempts lately, and that was set at two and a half or plus money at three and a half. Uh, that that's something else that stood out. I also like the idea of Kittle, who has huge games yes. now and then, and like just sort of the personal quote rivalry with Kelsey. Like I'm here too. I, I block a lot more than you do. Um, I'm not saying it's you know sort of confrontational or anything like that, but he's a he's a great player. I, I wrote down Kittle too, and his numbers only forty six and a half. I guess because people are scared to go against Kansas City, but yeah, I mean he's had some monster games recently and you know i was looking at the possibility like what if it's an awful purdy game and kc i don't know runs away with it but they're up by multiple scores i was looking at the garbage time games with san fran monster for kittle really cincinnati nine for 149 baltimore seven for 126 yeah he's, Mm. he's had some big games interesting joe thank you fun as always Thanks, guys. Can't wait to talk next week. Uh, get to break down even more of these. Let's go. Joe Ostrowski, the host of BetQL Daily, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. For the time being, we will transition to the draft and talk some rookies. Cody Carpentier, player profiler, will join us in just over 15 minutes. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, WGR. Welcome back. Coming up, Cody Carpentier from the Senior Bowl, talking rookies. Tweet us your favorites. I should have offered this up earlier. Um, If you've got players who are there that you are keen on, maybe we can uh, get questions to Cody about them at Shope Talk at Bulldog WGR, is it? Yes, still. yeah. There is All-Star Weekend in hockey, and I suppose in football with the Pro Bowl games. Right, right. On, uh, let's see, the All-Star game is Saturday afternoon. Right. Tonight the, is the draft. Yeah, the skills stuff is Friday night, and then the game is Saturday. I don't, the Pro Bowl, the game. Sunday. The flag football game might be Sunday, and maybe their skills is Saturday. I'm not, I'm not sure what the schedule is. I haven't checked my TV guide. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I don't ask me, but Saturday for the NHL, from Toronto. Yeah, yeah. All right, good. No hockey, then. You're watching uh, Fargo because hockey's off. Hockey's off. There's not even a game to ignore tonight. Right. I managed all week to not bother. Um, so, you know, to get back in the groove next week when it starts back up and the Sabres start back up. They they play first Tuesday night at home against Dallas, the Sabres. Yes. Home for a few, right? Yeah. Saturday afternoon. And Rasmus Dahlin. Yeah, they go Tuesday, Saturday next week. That's right. Uh, Dahlin's the only... Sabres participant in the All-Star game. I've not seen, I did see like a, maybe the rundown for one of the skills events. Not everyone is participating. I think they they trim down the number of players that are taking part in any of the individual stuff on uh, on Friday. And I didn't see if Darlene is doing anything. I think last time he did the hardest shot and was surprisingly good. Like I thought, oh my God, the hardest shot doesn't seem like his area, uh, but he did, he did pretty well. Passing is what I saw, like a, some sort of passing demonstration, and he wasn't – that would be good for him, I think, but he wasn't one of the players I saw listed. So I don't know what he's doing in addition to playing in the game on Saturday. Or the games. There's more than one game. They, they ought to trick out those uh, skills. You know, we've seen the skating. We've mm-hmm. seen the shooting. How about put the de- – like a dolly – go in net. See how you do – how many – how can you do mm-hmm. in like a goalie skills if you're not a goalie? I'd like to see that. But just switch, switch it. 
have the goalies go on a breakaway against the uh, who who would do who would do better if if you put the like Austin Matthews in net to, in in his skater gear like is he or no he I wear... think you could put the gear on yeah would the goalie as the skater do better who would you favor in the matchup I would favor the goalie to score yes against the skater who's maybe never played goal yeah right yeah. His goalies can they can they 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 can shoot they, they, they you know they might have moves yeah they might have moves they've had some fun working on yeah and the goalie who was not really a goalie would be lost yeah I think that's probably right that would watch I would watch that I don't think I would why not I don't know you would be interested to see what Darlene looks like in that just you know, no doesn't really hold a lot of okay. uh, allure to me okay. I don't know. You don't want to get silly either. I mean, this is the National Hockey League All Star <laughs> Skills Competition. There's no, there's no call at all for making it, you know, different or fun. It, it is, I guess, fun. Cody Carpentier next, talking Senior Bowl prospects. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 